Hey guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. We're two lifelong friends and musicians, but when we're not playing gigs, we like to talk games. And today on the Gaming Gig Podcast, we're reacting to unpopular gaming opinions. Daniel, we all have opinions in gaming, and some of them are, you know, maybe a little spicy, a little unpopular. Totes spicy. Yeah. Like the peppers that we're going to eat. Daniel got some of these Carolina Reaper peppers. He wants me to eat one. I'm not going to do it. He doesn't even have them in this room. Thank God. No, but they are in the house. Yeah, not happening. Not happening. I'll get him to try one eventually. All right. So, moving on to the real topic, because I don't want to spend any more time on these peppers. What's your unpopular gaming opinion? That was a poll we put out. Give a few options. Mm-hmm. Um, Open world games are boring. Nintendo is overrated. Souls likes aren't fun. And then other. Right. Uh, so at 24%, folks said open world games are boring. At 22%, people said Nintendo, psh, you're overrated. More like Nintendo don't. And at 39%, people said Souls likes ain't fun. And at 15%, people said other. And we'll be reading some of those other comments. But. Um, were you surprised that the Souls likes aren't fun was the number one? No, I was not. I unpopular thought. opinion. So I guess it's really not an unpopular opinion if it's the most popular unpopular opinion. Well, they're like they're just so hard, you know, and and that's just not everybody's jam, and they have a very specific kind of vibe that mm-hmm. can be off putting. Um, the they move the movement is a little odd. We've discussed that before, so no, I wasn't at all surprised. And if I had to vote in this poll, that's what I would have said. Yeah, um, I think I'm maybe towards that too, but I think in a way the open world games are boring, kind of. They are a genre of game that typically burns me out a lot. Like I get very burnt out on them after playing a few of them. I just want to stay away from them for a little while. I completely agree with that, but um, I don't think it's because they're typically boring. I think that's because they just typically like, they require so much of me. You know, like they require like my whole self to be invested in this big open world like red dead redemption 2 is the the screenshot and i think about that game um that game is great but there's so much to it that at the end yeah the last thing i want to do is jump into another big open world game Mm -hmm. um but i think about a game oh i don't know just picking at random here tears of the kingdom right there's no way i could have clicked that option just based on that game alone right but at the same time i do get burnt out on them and I guess burnout on them is similar to board, but I don't mm-hmm. know. It's not the same. It's not quite the same. So I don't think I'm going to go with that. And then the option, I put mm-hmm. Nintendo is overrated because I know that is an unpopular opinion, opinion that a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. And we had 22% of people agree. Um, I could not disagree more. Nintendo is not overrated. I I think you can argue both sides. I mean, I really do. I mean, but I, I think I can argue both sides of every one of these. I think, yeah. I think the what a lot of people look at is like Nintendo... They put out a lot of games, mm-hmm. and just like any publisher, not every game is going to be a hit. Not everyone's going to be, like, awesome. And Nintendo puts out a lot of really great stuff, but they also put out a lot of duds, low-effort games that are just, like, mm-hmm. cash grabs, and yep. I'll admit it. So, like, in, if you're looking at those games, like, they are not representative of what I imagine as Nintendo, but that doesn't mean they don't exist. Mm-hmm. So we can't just sit here and pretend they don't. Yeah. And even though I said, you know, I would have voted Soulslike aren't Souls Likes aren't fun, I loved Sekiro. I mm-hmm. intend on loving Liza P. So well, you know, I really think all of these are multifaceted. Right. And not necessarily should be taken as blanket statements. 
Well, before we move on to reading comments and re- reacting <clears throat> to other gamers' unpopular opinions, do you have any unpopular opinions that weren't in this? Do you have one like that comes to the top of your head and you're like, this is one of my unpopular opinions? No, I mean, I'm definitely an opinionated guy, but it's hard for me to like pull it out of thin air here. I mean, I probably should have showed up prepared with an other. Um, I know that a lot of times I gravitate towards games that might be different than games that you gravitate towards. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know that either one of us gravitate towards unpopular games necessarily. Right. You know, I, I, I do like my, um, I do like my side scrollers sometimes more than the big 3d hard hitters. Um, right now I'm, I'm really into JRPGs like old school JRPGs. So that's, that's not like unpopular. It's I not mean, those unpopular. Are, those are, yeah. I mean, final fantasy six is not exactly a nobody. No, exactly. Neither is chrono trigger. So I, you know, maybe, maybe something will come to me as I'm reading a comment. What about you? I think one that I have is, and I don't know if it's extremely unpopular, but one opinion I have is that I think all games should be able to save whenever you want, and they shouldn't <laughs> use save like rooms mm-hmm. or like save locations. I think that is archaic. I think it needs to go away. I hate it. I and a lot of games still do that. Yeah, and so I don't like it. Randy's talking about Metroid Dread right now. That's one of the games sure. that comes to my head. Yeah. Um, Randy lost some progress in Metroid Dread because he forgot to go back to the save room like you have to do in every Metroid game. And we argued over. He was like, "They should just let me save, or they should just auto save." And I was like, "Well, you shouldn't have forgot." So, but I, I was kind of playing devil's advocate, and I do agree that having a system where you can just save is better. Yeah, absolutely. even when I was a kid, I remember the first game that that I remember ever doing this was Ocarina of Time. Do you remember how how freeing it was to be able to just hit start and save anytime in Ocarina of Time? Because I do. I kind of take that for granted. No, I don't remember that being a big pivotal moment for me. But It was for me. Maybe <laughs> I was just a, a needy kid. I don't know. Um, speaking of, um, so, you know, I, I emulated Chrono Trigger, so I was using save states, right? Right. Save states are the bomb. Right. And that's like the epitome <laughs> of saving it's the, epitome. Time. Yeah. it's the epitome. Well, I'm playing the pixel remaster of Final Fantasy VI. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I want to play this pixel remaster, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to play it on Steam. Instead of just like emulating Final Fantasy VI Advance, which right. is the other kind of definitive version. I could have used save states if I did that one. Yeah. But Square is smart. And they actually fixed it. So you basically have save states in these pixel remasters because you have an option in the start menu that wasn't there before called quick save. And you can use it anytime. See, that's the way games need to be. Good job, I just, Square. I just think that that is the way to go. But let's go ahead and start reacting and reading some of these unpopular gaming opinions. And I made sure that we have 10 of them here, and they're all very different. Excellent. Start us off here, Daniel. Austin Flynn says, Nobody is going to go back and play Breath of the Wild now that Tears of the Kingdom is out, because Tears of the Kingdom is basically just Breath of the Wild, but better. Essentially, Breath of the Wild is obsolete. Do you agree? Is Breath of the Wild obsolete? I've had this thought myself. Oh, really? Yeah. Um I, I don't know why I would go play Breath of the Wild again. Um, I love that game. It's definitely a top 10 game for me. Easy. Probably like top 6 or 7. But uh, but yeah, I don't know why I would play that when I've got Tears of the Kingdom. You know, my argument for a lot of games would be like, well, you need to go back and experience the story. But what story? Yeah, there's not you know? a whole lot of story. So uh, I kind of agree with this hot take. I, uh, I kind of 
I get it. I don't agree. And then the reason I don't agree is that I think that a couple, give me a couple years down the road, if I want to go back and replay one of these games, I might choose Breath of the Wild just because it is it, it is easier to take a bite of and be able to get through the game quicker. Tears of the Kingdom requires more dedication. It has more like mandatory things, in my opinion, that you have to do to get through the game. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think Breath of the Wild is just, you know, I think you could get through the game in like 20 hours. Where I, mm-hmm. I think Tears of the Kingdom it probably is more like, even if you fast track it, you're probably going to spend at least 50 hours playing the game. Maybe, maybe a little less. But I think Breath of the Wild is a shorter game, and I think it has a lot of charm. It's a very charming game. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, and I think that, so if I was like, I want to go back and revisit these games, but I don't want to like dedicate myself to the longer game. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'd be interested in looking at like the how long to beat and see really what the difference is. Um, Breath of the Wild, I think it's it's clearly like, it's like a high watermarking gaming at the time, you know? Right, it's, right, It's right. going to end up being like a pivotal moment for... Not just Zelda, but Nintendo, the Switch. Like, it's a big deal, right? Right. But I just can't imagine picking up Breath of the Wild and being like, where's my Ultra Hand? You know? Like, why can't I fuse this this acorn to this feather right now? And I'm not arguing that I, you know, think that Breath of the Wild is better. Because I don't. But what right. I am arguing is that I don't think Breath of the Wild is obsolete. Yeah. I think it still has a place. Uh, I, think it, I think if you're comparing it to any other game... It, almost always comes out on top but yeah this is just tough i mean it's a tough one yeah i I don't know that i completely agree with the word obsolete because that's just harsh but i probably kind of (laughs) do all right let's go on to our next one here we got blade guru who says online multiplayer ruined gaming ruined it ruined it right so, Daniel, do you agree with this one? Well, yes, of course, because I remember back in the day when I had an Xbox 360 and I was trying to play like Halo 3, maybe, online with some friends. My dad had the internet locked down so tight that I couldn't connect with anybody. And so I just missed out on all the fun for an entire console generation and I never recovered. So that ruined your gaming for you. Mm-hmm, and I haven't really enjoyed a game since. It sounds like your dad ruined gaming for you. Your dad didn't have the internet locked down so that you couldn't connect with people. Not on purpose, but it, it did. No, what happened is I had an I had an NAT type error, oh, and I didn't know how to fix it, and Dad didn't care, right? <laughs> so he kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, um, I don't agree with this because there's still a ton of games that you can enjoy without having to play online multiplayer. It, but I think the sentiment is that like online multiplayer set a wave mm-hmm. through gaming that has ruined it. And I think I absolutely disagree with this because I think this year is just a great example. of We have some of the best games ever coming out in 2023. And that is not, you know, online multiplayer hasn't changed that. Hasn't, mm-hmm. Like now the games are worse. Right. I just don't agree. I get like the idea. I understand like not everyone likes the online multiplayer trend and they think that mm-hmm. maybe gaming has gone down ever since it's become a huge thing, but I just disagree. I think there's some pressure now maybe on a studio to like have that big online multiplayer game. Yeah. And it's probably a priority before you hit your big, you know, artsy fartsy single player game. Mm-hmm. And that in itself, maybe I don't love. Right. But I've had a lot of fun with some online multiplayer games, you know, Sea of Thieves, Fortnite, now Rocket League, I mean, Smash. Like, I, I, I can't uh, say that I don't love some online multiplayer. Yeah. I think we we're both in agreement here. Mm-hmm. Disagree on this one. All right. Respectfully disagree. Of course. Next, we got Douglas Dickinson. 
who said, my hot take is that co-op ruins the potential of most games that is implemented into. It restrains what devs can do both story-wise and gameplay-wise and creates a repetitive loop. I think this is probably more in reference to games like, say, like Redfall, um, where it's like a single-player game, but they have optional co-op or like really like they put like co-op as being a focus, Mm -hmm. but it's still a story-based game, but it's not, you know, like only single-player. I think those games probably are somewhat limited because they want the option like, hey, play with your buds online, you know? Yeah, so games that you can play by yourself, but you really don't want to. Right. Yeah. I don't like games like that. I will agree with that. But I think games like that have optional co-op modes, I don't know. I I, I kind of like, it just depends on the game, obviously. Mm -hmm. You know, I think of like uh, Nintendo does this a lot. Well, they'll have a game like... uh, say, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Okay, that's a single-player game, but it has an optional co-op mode. And I don't think it hurt the game at all to have a co-op mode. So I don't think no. that's the type of games that Douglas here is talking about. Probably not. Probably. What not. do you think? Do you think that co-op um, ruins the potential of games? No. Uh, all co-op does is um, make me jealous that I don't have anyone to play co-op with. <laughs> Maybe that's Douglas's problem, too. <laughs> no, I, honestly, I don't ever think about co-op gaming, uh, except for like a game like It Takes Two, uh, I want to play eventually. But, right, and it's um, such a great game, and you have to be yeah. co-op. But other than that, no, I don't, I don't think so. I'm glad that we make good co-op games, and, and I think that it should continue to grow. I think that old Dougie here is uh, saying that, like, you know, like I said, like games that have this, like, kind of shoehorned in, co-op thing that they want to implement just because they want you to be able to play with your buds yeah uh-huh. yeah i'm not a shoehorner no but before we go on we must tell you about our discord so if you're not aware of our discord first of all <laughs> where you been buddy where you been you've been living under a, a discord rock i don't know what to tell you um go to the description of this video click the link join up we got a lot of really cool people on there that love to talk games and we're there too it's probably the best way to directly talk to us all the time because we're yeah. always on there. So. Heck yeah. Join up. We'll wave at you. Responding to comments and stuff can be kind of hard on YouTube. Sometimes it takes a lot of time, but on Discord, it's just easier. So That's right. Come, come chat with us. Okay. So next, we got mm. a real a real spicy one here, Daniel. Mm-hmm. This is from DCTA who said, Red Dead Redemption 2 wasn't that good. Well... Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, I mean, not every, not every game's for everybody. Um, I think a lot of people like the first Red Dead better because it was more, it wasn't so just story driven. Mm-hmm. It was more, you know, action driven. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people like that. Yeah. I think they're both great. They I are. loved both Red Dead Redemptions. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if that's the only thing, if all we can say is, well, maybe he wanted a little more action and a little less story. I don't know. I don't know what to add. I mean, I'm sorry, buddy. I think a lot of people also don't like the controls of Red Dead Redemption 2. Well, specifically just Rockstar games in general. They, they are a little... They're weird. They're Yeah, the momentum's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do agree with that. But I think that's a problem in both Red Dead Redemption games. I don't think that's just... And Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah. Although I do think Red Dead Redemption 2 did some pretty stupid stuff, like having the the, the pull out your gun button be the same as the talk to somebody button. And it's like, <laughs> if you're slightly too far away, instead of talking to them, you pull out your gun. 
Talk to me, lady. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that was dumb. That was really dumb. Yeah. But that's a pretty minor grunt. If that's all you got. Well, <laughs> I disagree. I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is a masterpiece. It is. Personally. I, I agree completely. But I can see how you wouldn't love it. But I can say you wouldn't love I it. I personally yeah. do love it. I've played it through two times. <clears throat> Probably will play it a third. Um, if Red Dead Redemption 3 got announced right now, I would be like beyond the moon excited. Mm -hmm. We'd never get him back. Nope. I didn't think we were ever going to get him back this week. Randy went off to Disney World. and uh, Had us a good old time. I wasn't sure he was going to make it back from the land of Mickey. If I could, if I could have stayed, I would have. I believe it. It was so much fun. Even if you're walking nine miles a day. <laughs> I bet you were. It's good exercise. All right. We got a comment from Kevin Irahita. Mm. Kevin says, 2D is greater than 3D. Ooh. I mean, like, I, I it, it depends on the game. It does. But would I say that 2D is better than 3D? I don't know. I mean, it. It's so hard to say. I'd say most of my favorite games are 3D games, so I would have to disagree. I can tell you that 2D is greater than 3D for the battery life on my Steam Deck, and I do certainly appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, it just depends on the game. I don't really have a preference either way. If a game's really good, a game's really good. I don't care if it's 2D or 3D. Right. Honestly. No. But, you know, I think about, like, if we're talking about just 2D versus 3D, are we talking about games that are traditionally 2D versus games that are traditionally 3D, or are we just talking about purely two dimensions versus three dimensions here. Cause if I, if, if we're going off that, I think 3d is better. Um, cause even like I'm playing little big planet right now with Catherine and that is a 2d side scrolling game, but it's presented in 3d. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, it has 3d models and stuff like that mm -hmm. and it looks gorgeous. It yeah. is a beautiful game. It is an old game on PS3, but it looks just as good, if not better as most games that are coming out right now it is a, beautiful game and it wouldn't look that good if it was in 2d it just wouldn't i mean it would depend it would depend on how they presented it and how they made it i mean i don't really know how to split your arguments here when you were like are we talking about games that are in 2d or are we talking about 2d like you're saying which graphic style do you like prefer no i'm saying like is the argument here 2d like games that are traditionally 2d games mm -hmm. are better than 3d games like games that are like maybe take your like open world your like sandboxes like all that 3d yeah. gaming stuff yeah versus like your 2d games like say maybe take your uh old school jrpgs you know your side scrollers like those types of games mm -hmm. like is that the argument or are we talking about literally how does it 2d look? versus 3d you know like art style i think probably the former probably I think he's probably talking about the games <laughs> Um, are we talking like no dimension to the figures? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's two different things. I mean, I love both in both cases because I do love me some nice, crisp little pixel art. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also love like the Metroid Dread, like 3D background, you know, right? I mean, I, yeah, I, I love them both. And, and I've certainly played my fair share of pixel art Metroid, so it's like, I don't care. I love them both. Yeah. If the game's good, the game's good. I think that's what I, I, so. It all comes down to, like, I think that it just depends on if the game's good. It really doesn't matter about 2D versus 3D. I do kind of feel myself kind of having a pull towards always wanting to have, like, one foot in some sort of 2D-esque game. But I also kind of want to have the other foot somewhere more modern, so it's... Mm -hmm. Maybe this is just an argument that older games are better than newer games. 
A lot of times they were. Well, I mean, we we always have. Here's the thing: we always have hindsight, and we can filter out all the crap mm-hmm. over the years. We look back at all the old games, and we say those were so good, but we're really only looking at a very small selection. We're looking at the ones who got who have made it. You know, the ones who we still remember. Right. Like, of course, they were amazing. But yeah. give us twenty years, we're going to look back at now, and we're going to only remember those games that were yeah. the best. We're not going to remember all the crappy ones. Yeah, you're not going to remember like like we don't ever remember like the three Bugs Bunny Magic Castle games or whatever they're called. Right. Nobody gives a crap about that. Because they were awful. But we but we remember, you know, Golden Sun, Advance Wars, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And years from now, nobody's going to remember, at least I hope, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Two. You know they just announced the second one. I know. One. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's why it's in my head. Um, great. Mm-hmm. They couldn't just update it, apparently. Need to make a second one. <laughs> Whatever. I, I, I just, when when I saw that, probably on the same Jake Baldino video you did, I just shook my head. Oh, I didn't. I did. I just saw that. I, I oh. saw like a, the trailer for it. Well, he put it in one of his little roundups and, and I just shook my head. Yeah. He was like, this one's going to have Jimmy Neutron in it. And I was like, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> All right. We got a comment here from uh, Ouija who said, controller suits more games better than keyboard. So controller better than keyboard. Yeah, controller most games. better than keyboard for most games. What do you think, Randall? I absolutely agree. The only games I think that are better with a keyboard are shooters, mostly first-person shooters. That's mm-hmm. about it. Other and the, than that, what about those big like MMOs, like the like the World of Warcrafts and stuff like that? Like, I, don't, I haven't played any of those games, so I don't know. I haven't either, but I know those people like program crazy amounts of macros to their mouses and. Um, I don't know. I think those games have so many options and I may be speaking from my ignorance here, but I think they have so many options, so many things you need to be able to do quickly that it would make controller really hard. Right. And I do think there are certain games that are better on keyboard, but overall controller is the way to go for most games. I just, I wouldn't want to be playing like, uh, say I just, you know, I've been playing final fantasy 16, just finished it this morning. I wouldn't want to play that game with a keyboard and mouse. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, most games. What do you think, though? Controller better than keyboard for most games? Yeah. I mean, it's what I spend most of my time playing on. I even converted from keyboard back to controller on Fortnite. And we'll talk about that a little later. We will. We will. We absolutely will. All right. So, next we got a comment from old Cash. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Bonusita. But... This is an interesting one. God of War PS4 slash Ragnarok are B-tier at best. We love the God of Wars. We love those games. Mm-hmm. B-tier? I'm, I'm going to have to disagree. I'm, I'm sorry. God of War is... Both God of War and Ragnarok are prime examples of games that have amazing gameplay and amazing stories. Rarely do you get those two things together. Amazing graphics. The yeah. visuals are great. It's just, it's just, I have to disagree. They literally like reinvented a franchise with those games. I think that even if you didn't love the combat, which I don't see how you couldn't, mm-hmm. um, the story is amazing in those games. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, Cash. You have uh, to let us know what you don't like about it. Because I just, you know, like, I don't know. I you can't just, figure it out. You really don't like Norse mythology? Oh, Norse mythology is the <laughs> coolest mythology. I mean, I just, the, 
honestly, most of that game could have sucked. And just the fact that I can throw the axe like way off into the distance and then continue to play the game. And then when I need it, call that thing back. That's all I need. I did it for two whole games. Every time I finish an encounter, I chunk the axe as far as I can. Mm -hmm. And then I just continue playing. And then when it's time to fight, I'm like. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yeah, I love it. And they built it in so that because they, I guess they knew you were going to be without your axe sometimes. If you're going to go through a portal or something, he like calls it back before he goes in the portal. Mm -hmm. It's just metal. I wonder if old Cash here um, is a big fan of the older God of War games that were a somewhat different genre. Maybe. And maybe there's like upset that, you know, it's moved on to something different. Maybe so. That could be it. And I get that. Yeah. If you're a big fan. I've not I've not played any of those old ones. Maybe they're mad that Kratos can't jump. Uh, yeah, that's kind of annoying. <laughs> I'm not gonna, he was a jumpy boy. I'm not going to lie. Kratos, he, I wish he could jump, but. He shows us that he can. He just doesn't. Like, he just does. He just won't let us do it. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely got ups. Oh, he's got ups. And speaking of ups, um, I want to tell you guys about our Twitch channel before we move on and read some more comments. We stream on Twitch on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern. You know, come join us. Hang out with us. Um, like I mentioned earlier in the Discord, it's a great way to get in contact with us. Well, this is a way to talk to us live. That's right. Not that that's really that cool, but still. It's, it's not cool with both of us, but it's cool with one of us. We know who it is. <laughs> yeah. But also, we play games <laughs> with you. Uh, join us. Play Mario Kart with us. Play Super Smash Bros. with us. Sometimes we have a spot open. You can play Rocket League with us. Yep. Rocket League Thursdays, Mario Kart Sundays, Smash Tuesdays. Come hang out with us, guys. 8 p.m. Eastern. Yep. All right. We got three comments that go together here. Right. So we've got 83 Protons saying, first-person shooters are overrated. Then we got Danny C. 8900 saying, first-person shooter games are boring and repetitive. And then we got Cold Assise. It's cold as ice, but okay. Cold Assise. Man. <laughs> That's like reading hashtags. It's just hard for me sometimes. Cold as ice says, first-person shooter games are highly overrated. Yeah, we had a lot of this, so I kind of lumped them together. A lot of people don't like first-person shooters. Me neither. I don't. I don't. I'm not drawn to them personally. Mm -mm. Um, so it, it's weird to me that they're like one of the most popular genres of game. It just doesn't make sense to me. I think they are overrated. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna lump in here with with Cold Assise. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't realize that said cold as ice. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to agree as well. I mean, like, I've played some first-person shooters that I do like. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. There's yeah. some good ones out there. But um, it's weird to me how popular they are because I just think that there are so many other more fun genres of games just in mm -hmm. general. Yeah, I mean, the first-person shooters that I think of myself enjoying um, are never the typical ones. Like Fortnite, obviously it's highly popular, but Fortnite is not a typical first person shooter. It's also third person. So, well, you're right. It is third person. And I was also, I was going to say the same thing about God of War. Like I love God of War, but it's third person. So you're right. I guess I like third person shooters. Yeah. First person shooters that I think that I enjoy. Um, I mean, like I like games that implement other elements beyond just being a shooter. Like I think of like, uh, doom like the mm -hmm. new doom games like they definitely have some first person shooter aspects to them mm -hmm. but they're not just like pure first person shooters sure um but like the death loop yeah stuff like that like games that have other things in them that's not just pure 
shooting. Mm-hmm. I just get bored with it really quick. Yeah. So I haven't played that many. I'm not attracted to them. I'm just not into them. Yeah, I'm not either. So, I mean, there are some good ones out there. I like games like, say, like, a, like again, thinking like Bioshock. Like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. First person got some lot of shooter elements, but it's mm-hmm. not... It's not, not just, typical. It's just not your typical first-person shooter. Right. I mean, you could almost say the same. If you're going to bring in Bioshock, you could almost bring in Fallout. Definitely. Fallout is anything but typical. Right. And I wouldn't classify it as a shooter at all. Although there are shooter elements in it, right? For so, sure. For sure. Yeah, I just... Neon white. Yeah, that's a really weird... Not Definitely. But it is a first-person shooter. That's all you do is shoot. Right. <laughs> but it's like a, it's like a speedrun simulator, really. It's not a... You know games that can let you do both like say um like gta mm-hmm. and red dead um like red dead 2 you can go into first person mode and i always would do it and i'd be like this is not fun mm-hmm. it just makes the game worse in my yeah. opinion i don't know why maybe it's because those games are really meant to be third person mm-hmm. i, I think so i don't know okay let's move on to we have the pride of 84 who says gameplay in games hasn't had any significant improvement since 2006. Well, now, what what in 2006 specifically? I wonder. That uh, was like our, um, you know, the Xbox 360, PS3 era, right? Elder Scrolls Oblivion, Resident Evil 4, and Madden 07, Gears of War. When did uh when did the Xbox 360 come out. I want to say 2006. Five. 2005. Okay. Hmm. So. So it hasn't improved since the 360. Well, I'll tell you that, you know, like, like I just mentioned earlier, Catherine and I are playing, um, little big planet three. I'm sorry. Little big planet one. And, uh, it's on PS three and that game is gorgeous. And mm-hmm. it's like games have not progressed that much since that era. And that game probably came out around 2006. Yeah. And it is beautiful. And it's like, it makes me think like we have not, we've seen such diminishing mm-hmm. returns or like leaps. Well, specifically in graphics. Right. But in gameplay, I mean, gameplay is something you have a lot of flexibility with. So, but, I mean, it, I'm thinking like it's a side scroller. It hasn't; those haven't changed since like, dang, they have really haven't changed that much. No, not a 2D side scroller. I mean, no. what what are you gonna do? Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, some games have definitely. Like, I mean, there are definitely side scrollers that have like gimmicks, right? You know, like like the Messenger definitely had a, a gimmick to it mm-hmm. um, that I thought was really cool, where you would shift between you. What you were doing was shifting between times. It was mm-hmm. like a time shift kind of thing, but it changed the whole game from like. 8-bit to 16-bit, mm-hmm. back and forth, and it, you would shift back constantly, and it was super cool. But, um, you know, still a, just a love letter to, like, Shinobi and Ninja Gaiden. So, uh, I mean, side-scrollers, I guess, haven't changed. But, I mean, how can you say gameplay hasn't changed? Like, that? we get we got, like, when did the Wii come out? The Wii came out probably in 2007. So the Wii was a freaking revolution. I don't know. We should find out when the week came out. I'm um, interested, but I'm trying to think. Like, I was in high school. Um, I'm gonna maybe 2006, 2007. I'm not sure. I remember it happening. 2006. There you go. Okay. Okay. So. Well. Yeah. I mean. Maybe. 
I mean, there's games that do creative things with their gameplay, but I mean, but that generation of game of gaming definitely felt like a big leap. That Xbox 360, PS3, Wii, that felt like a big leap, and it hasn't. We haven't seen that leap again. We just haven't. Well, that's the way technology works. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's going to progress slower and slower. Mm -hmm. But gameplay, that's like creativity. You know, like the de- like devs could do things with gameplay that I haven't thought of. Right. But it is interesting. This is an interesting comment because we have things like the controllers from that era are basically the controllers we're using now. Like they were changing, mm-hmm. changing, changing. We got to that and it was like we settled and we're like, all right, this is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Like little little changes, but no mm-hmm. significant improvements. Yeah, I mean, even the Joy-Con share a lot with the Wiimote. Like they, right. there's clear succession there. That was the generation that we shifted to HD <clears throat> graphics. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't really improved, um, you know. And then I really do think that there is an argument to be made here. I, I'm trying to think of like what games am I thinking like the gameplay is significantly improved. Oh, I mean, I'd say like in terms of giving you so many options, games like Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, mm-hmm. that would probably be my like argument against this. Because mm-hmm. like games like that did not exist back in 2006 or earlier. Right. So what you're saying is in order to disagree with this comment, you have to pull literally like the two biggest high water marks in gaming maybe right, ever. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, when I first read this comment, I was like, nuh But I think you might, I think the pride of 91 might agree with you. 84, I don't know where you got 91. No, I'm the pride oh, of Oh, you're the pride of 91. Oh. Yeah, and I agree with the pride of 84. <laughs> oh, I got you now. I see. I didn't know what, I didn't follow you there. I'm sorry, guys. He's been out of the game for a week. Yeah, I've been in Disney World. I did not follow any gaming news while I was gone either. Really? It was, it was sad. I did I did a little bit. Did you much. see any cool Star Wars stuff? There's a whole new Star Wars land. So I yeah. know. Was it cool? I didn't get to ride the... I only got to ride one of the two new Star Wars rides mm. because the other one was like a three-hour wait, and yeah. I was not about to wait in it. Did you see like Darth Vader walking around or anything? I did not see Darth Vader walking oh. around. But it was cool. Star Wars land was really neat. Um, in terms of like new off topic here but new like areas that have been added to the parks uh the two big ones were like there was a star wars area that was added to disney hollywood studios Mm -hmm. and then there in uh, animal kingdom there was a pandora Mm -hmm. thing that's been added, like huge pandora Mm -hmm. area since the last time i went it's been many years since i went and um i will say that the pandora area was way cooler than the star wars area oh i agree that star wars area is probably just soaked in sequel bullcrap I mean, no, I mean, like I'm trying about the way it looked yeah, like it was really cool. Oh. It, but it was like, I don't know if it's like, I've just seen a whole lot of star Wars stuff mm-hmm. and like, I've been, you know, I just recently played Jedi fallen order yeah. and it looked like it was straight out of the games. Like it, it looked like straight out of the movies. Like it looked very cool. I bet it did. But I just thought the Pandora lamb looked way cooler. Okay. Personally. One last side tangent off this tangent, Pandora land. That's avatar. That's James Cameron. When you were gone, me and Nick, Nick streamed uh, Rocket League. Yeah, after we streamed Rocket League on Thursday, me and Nick sat on Discord for an hour talking about... It started out talking about, like, deep sea exploration. Okay. And then we ended up... Or maybe it started out talking about these UFO hearings that you probably haven't heard anything about. I I did see a little bit about it, but I don't know much. Okay. The the Cliff Notes version is that aliens are real. Aliens are real, y'all. Um. (laughs) So we were talking about that, and then he started talking about deep sea exploration. That's what it was, and how similar it is to space in some ways. 
Did you know that James Cameron, like... Oh, yeah, I watched the documentary. I had no idea. Have you seen the documentary? I watched, yeah, I watched Deep Sea Challenge. It's really good. A couple days ago. Yeah, it's cool. I couldn't believe it. Like, I've always just thought of James Cameron as this Hollywood filmmaker. Yeah. And, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not even that crazy. He's the Titanic dude. He's the Avatar dude. I'm not even that crazy about his movies. But... I have like a whole different respect for him now. I didn't realize, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it. I didn't realize he was such a bona fide badass, <laughs> but he is. He yeah. went to the deepest part of the ocean. Yeah, he did. First. Well, there was someone else who did it before him. There was the two dudes who did it before. I don't think they went to the same part of the Mariana Trench, did they? Yeah, they went to Challenger Deep. Are you sure? Positive. Because I thought they were saying. No, nah, he wasn't the first person to do it. I thought he was. Maybe he was the first person to do it solo or something like that. He's definitely the first person to yeah, do it solo. That might have been those it. two guys did it. I'm pretty positive. I may be wrong about they, this. They definitely talked about those two guys, but for some reason I thought it wasn't the same part of the trench. But maybe maybe you're right. I'm pretty sure it was. Okay. Um but I don't know. I mean, anyway, maybe I'm wrong. But that's it's pretty cool either that's way. That's still a pretty elite company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So watch uh James Cameron's Deep Sea Challenge. If you have YouTube premium, I think it's free. It's on free. There. Yeah. Yes. It may even be free for everyone who has YouTube. It, it may just be, be on YouTube. But I know for sure it's if you have YouTube Premium, you can watch it for free. Yeah. So cool. All right. So, last spicy, unpopular gaming opinion here is from Leon, who says, Here is one hard swallow hard to swallow pill for some. Aim assist is not equal to aim bot. Well, I'm glad you finally said it, because it's completely true. Aim assist is not aim bot. Aimbot means you don't miss, like, ever. Right. Aim assist means you get some help. <laughs> That's what the word assist means. Yeah, <laughs> and if you guys aren't familiar with why this aim assist exists, it's because in games that have cross-platform things, say, like, your Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can play it on PC, you can play it on a console. What has been discovered is that PC players have better aim because they have their mouse and they can just aim more accurately. You're moving with your whole arm, your whole wrist, whole hand. Right. You're just more precise. Yes. So console players are at a disadvantage. So they add in this aim assist that makes it so that console players don't have to be as accurate because they can't be. Mm -hmm. And it kind of helps level the playing field. Yes. But a lot of PC players get very peeved and Mm -hmm. they'll blame their losses on the fact that console players have aim assist. Yes. Those people are just salty crybabies who need to quote unquote hashtag get good. Um, I that's why this is why I switched back to controller in Fortnite because um, I loved the way the aim assist felt, but not just aim assist, gyro. Mm-hmm. And when you combine the joystick with the aim assist with gyro, your aiming can be so good on controller. And I feel like I'm better on controller than I was on mouse and keyboard. But it's not aimbot. It's, it's just not, not aimbot. aimbot. It's not aimbot. And I think a lot of PC players are like, they use an aimbot. They have the aim assist. It's, it's not. Yeah. It's not like it just aims for you. It 100% doesn't. And you, honestly, I, I get crossed up sometimes because I'll realize I've moved so much with my gyro that my controller is like literally facing me. And then I like have to reset it and it gets awkward. So like, you know. It's 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 a skill just like any other. Now it's thing. up to the game, the individual games, to balance it to make mm-hmm. sure that everyone is on an even playing field. Um, and I'm sure, like games like Fortnite, who get constant updates, I'm sure they're pretty good about balancing it. I would it, imagine it used to be a lot stronger, and it's been toned down. So right. probably so. 
but it is not aimbot. And uh, I think I think it just comes from PC players who are like salty that they've lost. That's exactly to right. a console player. Yes, who are using aim assist. How could this this member of the PC master race ever be bested by a console peon? <laughs> you know, that's what's going through their head. I, it kind of feels that way. Yeah. I mean, I'm just here to transcribe the message. Although I will say like, say like Fortnite, I play a keyboard mouse because I think I do better that mm-hmm. way. I like that. I mean, I feel better doing it than using aim assist and a yeah. controller. So, you know, it's preference at that point, but I think it's pretty balanced personally. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Well, Randy, we've reached that time. We've made it through all of our unpopular gaming opinions and it's time for the three for Dale club and unpopular. They were, they were, but guys, You made it all the way to the end of the podcast, and we want to shout you out and thank you for making it to the end. So we do that through our Three for Dale Club. Here's what you do. Leave a comment on the YouTube version of this podcast, and in the comment, just include Three for Dale somewhere. That's our secret code phrase that lets us know that you made it all the way to the end, and we will shout you out at the end of the next podcast. That's right. So starting out the Three for Dale Club this week, we have AJK, a.k.a. Anthony from Down Under. Anthony, thank you for always being there for us, man. We really appreciate it. Next, we got Memo. I have it written here as Why Memo, but it's not Why Memo. It's just Memo. I don't know how that happened. Why Memo? (laughs) But Memo. I think a new member of the Three for Dale Club. Glad to have you here. Next up, we have a returning member of the Three for Dale Club. We have the Laninator. Laninator, thank you. Oh, Laninator. Thank you, man. Up next, we got Landon Stallings, who is back for his, like, 500th time in the Dale, Dale. himself <laughs> can't be 500 times because we are on podcast number 79 79 in a row 79 straight weeks of doing the podcast over a year over a we've year we've gathered in this room every week and talked about games <laughs> that's pretty nuts honestly and, and Landon's been, been here for most of them yes he has and what a what a feat it was because we know it wasn't easy <laughs> But rounding out the three for Dell Club for the week, we have Tom Derry. Tom, he's a staple of the Discord. Join the Discord. Go go talk to Tom. Tom, thank you so much. Tom will definitely talk back. He's awesome. He's a clapbacker. That's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tom, just don't listen to Daniel. Don't, let him, don't let him call you those names. Clapback's not bad. <laughs> Being called a clapbacker just doesn't seem right to me. It just means he's got a rebuttal. That's all it means. I didn't say it was good or bad. And in fact, if it's Tom, it's good. He's he's a very positive person. He yes. is. <laughs> he's a very, very good person to have. All right, guys. Well, until next time, I'm Randy. Which makes me Daniel. Sorry, is- I missed my cue. You didn't really. But this has been Gaming Gig. Peace out. <laughs>